0: So today we are reading from Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look... Here is the Messiah, there it there he is, do not believe it, for false Messiahs and false prophets will appear to and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, to deceive even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, There he is out in the wilderness, do not go out, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of of the Son of Man, wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. All right, so this passage I want to focus today on this this uh desolating sacrilege, as it's called the abomination that causes desolation is the way it's worded here. And so many people have really focused on this um, even in in our day that this is something that's still to come. And as I've been saying all throughout this chapter, it's confusing because at some points it feels like um, the book of Matthew is talking about events that will take place when the temple is destroyed in 70 AD. I think I may have said 80 on an earlier podcast. That should be 70. Uh, I am not a history buff. I have a hard time with dates and numbers. So just forgive me on that. But in 70 AD... Uh, Rome did destroy the temple, and Rome um ransacked the temple, and so, uh, I these kinds of passages where there's so much even discussion about what does this really mean by by people who've studied scripture way more than I have. These are difficult for me on a morning meditation to just give you something you know really simple that you can take with you for the day. Uh, but I will say this: I I went back and I looked at one of my professors, who probably has forgotten more theology than I'll ever know. Right? He's a he's a very wise, uh, well studied man, and and what what he says about this and what he really believes is that this part of the passage is really talking about Rome, um, and and that that it's talking about the literal being ready to flee. Um, when this event takes place now what is the desolating sacrilege well basically it was it was this kind of anti-christ kind of movement and we see this in revelation that the anti-christ is is just a name for anything that goes against the kingdom of god and and anti-christ i mean the caesars would have been anti-christ to the people of god because the caesar said they were god And so this idea of someone setting up themselves above God, even in God's temple, this is the desolating sacrilege, that the temple of God, even there, um, that Rome would set themselves up as God over the God uh, of the Christian church. And so that actually happened when Rome destroyed the temple, that the banners of Caesar were flown over the rubble kind of deal. Um, And so this is kind of this desolating sacrilege. At least one of my professors believes it. But here's the thing. In the midst of this, we see in this passage, there's this instruction, you know, don't go back and get anything, flee. And so it's really an instruction to the people of God to be ready to flee when this event takes place. And you realize that these... These uh, Gospels were being written about this time. I mean, most of them came to be towards the end of um, that first century. So, you know, 70, 80, whatever, this this area of time. So this is a very pertinent thing to them in their day. Um, And it says how dreadful it will be for pregnant women. Uh, Pray that it won't take place in the winter or on the Sabbath, because you weren't supposed to do a lot of work on the Sabbath. But in the winter, it'd be difficult, obviously, the trip. And so there's one part that I want to really focus on, and that is this part about if the days had not been cut short, no one would survive. And it is the gracious part of this passage that God, even in the midst of the worst times that Israel, I mean, that the Christian church, excuse me, could imagine God even then is gracious in cutting those short and helping them. To, to not have to endure it too long, to, to help them through this time. Um, and it says that if that didn't happen, then no one would survive. And so God is even helping us in the midst of distress when other people come against his church. Uh, God is there leading, guiding, and helping even preserve life. And so this is something that for us, what does this mean today? Today. Like today in 2022, here in the United States of America. Well, it, it means a couple of things. It means one thing, um, that we don't know what tomorrow will hold, and we don't know how rough days will get for those who can't claim the name of Christ. And we've been talking about that a little bit as we've been reading this. But there is a promise in this, that no matter what we go through, God will be with us. That we won't go through it alone. That even, let's say, should the United States of America, which is where I'm doing this podcast from, this United States of America, if it should turn against uh, the gospel of Christ, if, if it should become illegal to preach, whatever, if freedoms are taken away which right now we talk about freedoms being taken away, but really they're not. I mean, I get up every Sunday in front of a group of people. No one stops me from preaching the gospel. I can get online. I can speak the gospel. So, so we are free to share our faith, probably more than we do, right? Um, but if there is this day where persecution happens, where the church um, has to go underground, as it has in many places already, and even uh, in other countries in different times, uh, God will be with us. And God's grace will be enough for us. So no matter what we go through, the good news is that God is always with us. So no matter what you're going through today, God is with you. No matter what I see today, I never know what a new day will bring as a pastor. God is with me. And sometimes really small things seem like big things. Uh, But here in the scripture, we're talking about a really big thing. We're talking about the destruction of a, a city, a temple. We're talking about the destruction of a people. And in the midst of that destruction, God is still present and still leading and guiding God's people. So the promise for us today is, No matter what we see in this world, no matter what happens, no matter all the cataclysmic events that happen even in our nation and in the world at large, we know that we are never alone because God is with us all the way along. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes